Hello, Timberwolves fans. Welcome to Timberwolves Explosion. It is time to show your true blue and join the explosion. Welcome to Timberwolves Explosion. This is episode number six. Today is October the 11th, Saturday, in the year of our Lord 2008. And once again, we're ready to have another great show here on TE, as we could call it abbreviated now, I guess. Now that we're now that we're six shows in, we can we can we can start with all that abbreviation stuff, right? No. Oh well. Anyhow, now we are available on thesportstuff.com, which is of course called also called TSS. So there you go. Uh, we're also available on iTunes. I want to thank you always for downloading and listening to the show. I thank each and every one of you very much for that. Let's keep this show growing, as I know. You're out there that you like this show, and I want you to tell your friends, your Timberwolves fans or NBA fan friends out there, please get them to download and listen as well. It would be fantastic. Now, on the sportstuff.com, we do have a message boards, which are a lot of fun. You can interact with myself and other podcasters. You can also vote on the polls for my podcasts. Timberwolves Explosion, Purple Mafia, or Brave the Wild. I host three shows on the sportstuff.com and iTunes. Um, there is a button in the upper right-hand corner that says TSS Boards. Click on that. You'll be prompted to sign in or sign up, however you are, if you're already a member. Great. If you're not, please do sign up. It is 100% free and 100% fun. Now, first of all, also, there's a uh, another site that I like very much, and it is a Timberwolves site called TimberwolvesPress.com. TimberwolvesPress.com. Sorry I haven't mentioned it the last couple shows. Uh... I got distracted, and I apologize deeply. Uh, great website. Do check it out. It is more than worth it. Um, some of you maybe got referred here to thesportstuff.com and iTunes from uh, him. So on the sports on the Timberwolves Press, and I appreciate that very much. Um, great to have you on board. Now, on today's show, we are now going to get into the... Southwest Division, so from the Southeast to the Southwest, Southwest Division Preview, we have a little bit of Wolves news, uh, we have the latest poll, we have uh, last show's poll and the newest poll coming out, so we're going to get into all of that very quickly here, as we will return right after this announcement. Here on thesportstuff.com, get on board the Viking ship with Purple Mafia. We will talk about the new Purple People Eaters and the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. This team is ready to make a move forward. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com along with iTunes and Mediafly. Simply download and listen to the most honest and passionate Vikings coverage. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, again, episode number six. The commercial you just heard was for Purple Mafia. That is my Minnesota Vikings podcast. Ratings continuing to improve. Very good news. Gotta love it. Do check it out, Viking fans. Now it is time to get into the nitty-gritty. It is time to get into the Southwest Division. Southwest Division, New Orleans Hornets, San Antonio Spurs, Dallas Mavericks, Houston Rockets, Memphis Grizzlies, uh, last year the teams finished in that order, except I guess, well, Houston was third and Dallas was fourth, so yeah, there you go. 
New Orleans Hornets and Spurs tied for first with 56 wins apiece, but the New Orleans Hornets owned the tiebreaker. Congratulations. And that is my favorite team in this division, and I'm picking them to win it again. But first, before I get into that, we're going to get into the actual New Orleans Hornets right here and now. As uh, they made a nice addition in the offseason, they acquired the Celtics' James Posey. James Posey was very clutch down the stretch. He's a, he's 31 years old, a nice swingman. He's going to don the number 41 for the New Orleans Hornets. Very good news for them. That is the majorest of major additions for this team anyway. Uh, otherwise, the only rookie on this roster is Jared Jordan, who is a second-round pick. So the Hornets have no first-round pick this season due to trades in the past. Uh, otherwise, that's the major uh, addition. Ryan Bowen, who played for the, the Wolves in the preseason a while back, or in the Summer League anyway, Summer League a year ago, is a New Orleans Hornet. So that's the only Wolves relation really here. <laughs> Chris Paul, of course, that's a pretty safe Pretty safe to say he's the best player on the team. That is a given with 21 points and 11 and a half assists a game last year. Also with four rebounds a game for someone his size, only six foot 175. Wow. You know, this this young man was so close to being the, the MVP of the NBA last year. It was unbelievable. I actually, um, had I had a chance to have a real vote in real life, I would have voted for Chris Paul. Uh, my imaginary vote went his way, basically. Um, this guy really elevated this team beyond belief. I mean, not many people saw the New Orleans Hornets going from oh, a fringe playoff team and at one point a pretty much a doormat in the NBA for a while there to becoming a, you know, uh, one of the top teams in the entire league. Uh, Peja Stajakovic has revived his career as he is pretty much injured forever, basically, with the Hornets, the Pacers, the Kings, you know, just so much going on with a transition in his case with that whole runner test trade and then eventually signing as a free agent with the uh, New Orleans Hornets, Oklahoma City, uh, a year ago, or two years ago, I apologize. Only played 13 games for the Hornets, but then last year managed to stay around for a full 77 games. Very good. Uh, this guy is a three-point machine. He... His three-point percentage was 44 last year. Unbelievable. A definite increase over the previous two seasons where he was at about 40.5%. So that is good stuff. His uh, regular field goal percentage, 44% as well. So you lose nothing going either way. Some players have a, uh, they can only hit the three-pointer. Their regular field goal percentage is so awkward. But not with this guy. This guy makes what he shoots. And he is such, he's been such a valuable asset to the New Orleans Hornets last year. He just absolutely was a part of that playoff run, and it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, shame they could not get past the San Antonio Spurs as it really looked like they were going to, but could not do it. So in the end, you could kind of say the Spurs won the division because they won the playoff series in seven games. Tyson Chandler, a beast down the stretch. Seven for one Tyson Chandler, of course. Uh, sometimes I forget just how tall this guy is. With just mammoth numbers in terms of rebounding and blocks. Well, mostly rebounding. 11.8 uh, points, 11.8 rebounds. Just That is incredible. He also able to stay healthy. Uh, it's not been quite a problem for his career of late. A uh, guy who is only 26 years old has played almost 500 games in the league already. Just unbelievable. Being he came out of high school. One of the final generations to come out of high school. Um, man, he was drafted in 2001. <laughs> 
That's crazy. I can't believe that was that long ago. That's nuts. Time flies, folks. Time flies. But, uh, yeah, that's one of the main reasons this New Orleans Hornets team was was able to have such a successful season. All of their young stars or middle-aged stars stayed healthy last year. They all did, and that is the key to this team. David West is the other star on this roster, and he stayed healthy. 76 games for him. Uh, 20 points, 8.9 rebounds. This guy just continuing to improve every year. Uh, two years ago, 17.1. Last year, eight, or two year, three years ago, 17.1. Two years ago, 18.3. Last year, 20.6. Just numbers. I mean, I love players like this that just continue to grow and improve with each given year. That is good stuff. I mean, I never saw David West becoming an all-star. Uh, some people, including myself, thought that maybe Al Jefferson should have gotten that nod over David West, but the team, the Houston, the Houston Hornets, <laughs> the New Orleans Hornets were doing so well that, uh, yeah, they deserved to have a third all-star in the game, and they got it. Now, <laughs> here's a guy the Wolves fans just hate, Mike James. He was acquired in a trade for Bobby Jackson. I don't know what the Hornets were thinking in that trade. Thankfully, it did not hurt the Hornets at all. I'm surprised it didn't <laughs> because this guy is just not I, – I just don't understand why they'd even want him. Uh, Devin Brown is a part of this team. Hilton Armstrong. Yeah, Julian Wright, a guy I thought who was a rookie last year, I thought was going to have a stronger start to his career, but, of course, playing time on a team like this, a little bit tougher to come by than it was maybe two years ago, averaging only about 11 minutes a game in 57 games – of average about four points, three rebounds. Uh, Julian Wright's a guy I look to make some serious strides in the right direction in the next two years or so. I really like him coming out of the draft in 2007. Uh, yeah, Bonzi Wells, I mean, I don't know why <laughs> Hornets wanted Bonzi Wells and Mike James, who have been kind of chemistry problems their whole career. But, uh, yeah, they're on this roster, and uh, I guess Byron Scott can get it done. Uh Byron Scott has been a huge success story in the league. I don't know why Jason Kidd wanted him out of New Jersey, but he did. So, so be it. Morris Peterson last year, a huge addition to the Houston. God, I've got to stop. The New Orleans Hornets um, didn't have really spectacular numbers or anything. As a couple years ago, three years ago with Toronto, he averaged about 17 points a game. Last year, only eight, but a uh, really valuable guy off the bench. 23 minutes, not eight points a game. So, uh, this guy, a valuable piece to this Hornets team. Other than that, Melvin Illy is, or, uh, Ellie, excuse me, is another okay bit player. Nothing much going on. But those are your main players to name on this team. No major news other than James Posey being added. Uh, yeah, I think this team wins the division again. They're going to win, oh, anywhere from 55 to 60 games, I think. I mean, the New Orleans Hornets could win 60 games this year. And uh, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Now we're going to get into one of my least favorite teams in the league, uh, the San Antonio Spurs. I apologize, Redsten, if you're listening. I, I hope you are. But, uh, yeah, I don't I don't like the San Antonio Spurs. They are just not my kind of team, uh, mainly because I have some angst being this basically was our division, the Timberwolves division years ago when it was called the, uh, the Midwest. And, um, yeah, before they did this split up. Basically everybody in this yeah everybody in this division was was with the wolves, 
Uh, Spurs just drove me nuts over the years. Tim Duncan Garnett rivalry was pretty intense. This team is getting older, folks. This team is getting older, not getting any younger. I mean, Bruce Bowen is closer to 40 than I remember. I mean, I can't believe it. Yeah, Bruce Bowen, I didn't realize he was this old. As of June 14th, he's 37 years old, Bruce Bowen already. Of course, was an undrafted player, but has been a valuable defensive asset throughout his whole career. His numbers haven't declined really at all. He continues to be a three-point shooter when given a chance. Only attempts about two and a half threes a game, but, you know, he makes about 42% of them a very valuable trait. Averages about 30 minutes a game. That hasn't declined. The guy's always healthy, and I mean always healthy. He's like 82, 82, 81 the last three years in terms of games played. This guy is a brick house, very valuable. Uh, Tim Duncan, of course, as mentioned, franchise player. We all know that. Numbers starting to decline a teeny tiny bit, but he has stayed healthy, and that's what counts. His minutes have stayed about the same. So no major decline, just a little teeny bit. Uh, field goal percentage still good at about 49%. Yeah, 19 points, 11 rebounds a game. This guy, the big fundamental, not the most exciting guy in the league. Uh, doesn't excite really too many people. Michael Finley's still on the team, getting up there in years. As he's 35 years old, going to be 36 in March. Michael Finley getting way up there in years. Numbers are, oh, have been about the same the last three years since he's been with San Antonio. Slight, uh, well, definitely declined from what he used to be with the Mavericks in the past, but still a valuable guy for this team. He makes his shots. Uh, you know, he just gets it done. He's, he's probably my favorite San Antonio spur, Michael Finley. The guy is a winner. Manu Ginobili, still injured, left ankle injury, September 2nd, 2008. Oh, I think you figured that, but <laughs> the year part anyway. Yeah, he's got ankle surgery, and he's still out. So hard to say there. Ginobili, just a beast last year, an amazing season for Manu Ginobili last year. He destroyed the Timberwolves. Last year, uh, scoring about, I think he was about, yeah, it was 73% from three-point range for Manu Ginobili against the Timberwolves. This guy drives me nuts, but he gets it done. Um, to me, I don't know, he, he just bugs me. I don't know what it is, if he, if he seems cocky, if it seems like he's constantly complaining at the refs, whatever it is, his flops. Uh, he bothers me, and he's one of the reasons I don't like the Spurs. I apologize. I'm sure there's plenty of fans of Manu Ginobili out there. The guy is a very talented individual, but... Yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh, the Spurs have Salim Stoudemire on their roster. Interesting. Former Atlanta Hawk. Not sure what his role will be other than, I guess, he's going to be a backup third guard if possible. We'll see what happens with that. He's probably going to probably still has to earn a roster spot. Robert Ory is still around. Robert Ory returns for another year. This guy is amazing. And, uh, yeah, he is 38 years old. He has seven championships. Yeah, seven championships. Definitely age a huge factor with this guy now as his numbers have declined the last oh, five years or so, year by year. I only played 45 games last year. Just, you know, his role just isn't what it used to be. He averaged about 19 minutes, then 16 and a half, then last year only about 13. So, uh, but he's still big shot Bob. He's still going to hit shots when it counts, just not as frequently as he once did. Um, yeah, we'll see. I don't think this team is going to win a championship. But you never know. They're still around. Tony Parker, of course, the other major star on this roster, of course. You know, uh, got bit by the injury bug a little bit last year, missing 
13 games, but nothing horrible. With 18.6 assists a game, still, he's still the Tony Parker, still a pain in the butt, uh, complaining at refs. Yeah, you know, that's pretty much how the Spurs are. Their coach, uh, Greg Popovich is, yeah, I'm not really a big fan of his either. He treats the media like crap. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't blame a coach. He can, he can be who he is. You know, he is what he is. I don't know, but he, uh, I just don't like him. <laughs> I don't like, I don't like his attitude. He just seems kind of like a creep, but hey, you got your four rings. That's what counts. Winning is winning. Houston Rockets third place last year, right in the mix. Also, I don't know how they won as many games as they did, especially without Yao Ming for, you know, the whole pretty much second half of the year last year. And a guy in Tracy McGrady that, uh, yeah, he is not what I thought he was going to be. Steve Francis is still lurking around, but, man, has his career fallen off the face of the earth, only playing ten games last year, five and a half points, three assists. Uh, yeah, Steve Francis is pretty much done. I don't expect really other, much other from him other than maybe a retirement announcement. Ron Artest, Ron Artest joins the roster. So that's going to really make things interesting in Houston. Uh, 20, man, he had a heck of a year last year for the Sacramento Kings at 20 points. 5.8 assists, I believe career highs, or not assists, rebounds, career high in scoring last year for Ron Artest. Just a a beast, uh, but he was also one of the only major players on the uh, Sacramento Kings. Not sure how much basketball is going to go to Ron Artest next year, as long as Yao Ming can stay healthy and Tracy McGrady, well, he's, he is what he is. His numbers have declined. Dikembe Mutombo back again, the oldest player in the league. He was born in 1966, folks, making him 42 years old. Unbelievable. Still kicking. Uh, his role is going to be pretty much uh, end of the bench, kind of like an assistant coach, basically, at this point. Uh, Yao Ming, though, uh, just played phenomenal ball before he got hurt 55 games last year. So, unfortunately, yeah, Yao Ming has never really been healthy much in his career. uh, Over the last three years, he played 57 games, 48 games of 55 in chronological order. Uh, Yeah, the 22 points, 11 rebounds a game, average two blocks a game. This guy has an immense amount of talent, and if he could just stay healthy, this Houston Rockets team could do something, though they have the curse of McGrady. That's what I'm getting into right now. The curse of McGrady. This guy has never advanced out of the first round of the playoffs. He is <laughs> Kevin Garnett can't say that anymore. He obviously got to the third round in, in 2004 and then won an NBA title last year, as we all know. Um, yeah, Tracy McGrady still has not gotten out of the first round. He is 29 years old already, and yeah, still needs to get out of the first round. Okay. Puts up nice numbers every year. Always seems to be a health concern. Uh, Houston Rockets constantly have been a team that has been called a low-energy team. That is a major problem, though. Rick Adelman has been successful pretty much everywhere he has gone. He was successful with the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, unsuccessful with the Golden State Warriors, I might add, but that was a team that was just diseased in the um, early, to, or was it the mid-90s? Just diseased, wasted time, mid to late 90s. And then, uh, you know, Sacramento Kings, Pretty much most of this decade, very, very successful virtually everywhere he's gone. Uh, the Rockets, of course, last year were way better than the previous year. So, 
uh, this team is very tough to predict. Uh, very tough. Because, as I said, they've been a low-energy team. But, uh, yeah, now you add Ron Artest to the mix. And uh, they had that ridiculous win streak last year. One other player who, of note, real quick, Rafer Alston, known as Skip Timaloo. Skip Timaloo, the uh, playground legend, basically. And uh, and one legend. That's pretty much what he does. But <laughs> in his pro career, he's had a solid, he's been a solid point guard pretty much forever. He can hit that three-point shot about 35%. Field goal percentage has never been that great because his field goal percentage is only a little bit better than his three-point percentage at about 39%. 13 points a game, solid, but not great. So that is where things stand there. Other than that, they got their Luther head. Aaron Brooks is an interesting factor. A lot of people loved him going into the draft last season as he fell all the way to 26th. The Rockets scooped him up, and he was okay. Five points, about an assist and a half. Uh, obviously, I, his minutes are going to improve there, definitely. I, I would not be surprised at all. Bobby Jackson, of course, leaves the Houston Rockets, returns to the Sacramento Kings, where he had his highest level of success. So that's pretty much their main loss, their main gain, of course, Ron Artest. Ron the fighter, Artest, Brent Berry, also on this team. The former San Antonio Spur, now a Houston Rocket Houston Rocket is uh, definitely going to add some three-point punch. As we know, this guy can hit threes well over 40%. Very valuable aspect. And uh, the Rockets, I see them improving this year. Not sure how much. Um, then again, I, I don't even know about improving. 55 wins is quite a lot. This team's going to be tough to predict coming in. They could win anywhere from 50 to 60 games. You just don't know. It's up, it's up to them. It's, it's the health and McGrady. Well, will they get out of the first round this time? Now, quickly, we're going to move into the Dallas Mavericks. That is the Dallas Mavericks. No major additions. No major losses. Jerry Stackhouse on the team. Jason Terry still there. Um, they also... Still have Devin George, who was trade bait last year for Jason Kidd. Nope. He is still on this team after all that. They add Gerald Green. Still, they're going to see what happens with that. He has, well, had an okay preseason, an okay start, but then pretty much right back to what you expect, kind of inconsistent. The ancient Eddie Jones is still there, still in the league. Jason Kidd, uh, you're older, and yeah. Uh, probably another decline for his career. He's way up there in his years, 14 years in the league. Dirk Nowitzki already 10 years in the league, age 31, or 30, I apologize. Uh, this is another team that's really hard to predict. Dirk Nowitzki's number is phenomenal, though, as always, about 24 points, 9 rebounds a game. Never been the biggest rebounder ever, never been the greatest defender. That's the knock on him. But this Mavericks team still has enough talent to get them right back in the playoffs. I mean, there's no doubt this team should be in the playoffs next year. But Jason Kidd, you know, how, how much how much does he have left? Well, he still was able to manage um, nine about ten points and nine and a half assists a game. So the decline is there because he used to be about a 13.10 assist guy. But it's not enough to, for me to say that this guy is on the verge of collapsing uh, his defense, not quite what it once was. He was a great defender. Now he's starting to get, you know, starting to show some age there. Josh Howard, you could say, is the second best player in this team, and uh, no one would really argue with you. He His numbers increase every year. 
Last year, he had all-star numbers, 20 points, 7 rebounds. Just a fantastic season. This guy is what Michael Finley was with this Dallas Mavericks team. And again, Timberwolves fans, the name Josh Howard rings in our ears, and it will for the rest of his career as he was available and was a talker with the Wolves going into the 2003 draft where we took Indy Worthless Eby, who is a D-League player and will probably never come back to the NBA. He's just going to be in the D-League forever, if that. Um, yeah, Josh Howard. Yeah, I just told you the numbers. This guy is the real deal. Uh, very similar uh, stature. About you know He's basically a swing man, which is what Indy Eby was. Man, <laughs> yeah, I think Kevin Garnett would have still been here if Josh Howard was here. I think the 2004 Wolves would have, uh, yeah, had some fun that year, but they didn't. But they didn't, so that's what counts. Keith McLeod, the other uh, Timberwolves connection on this team, yeah, he played on the Wolves during that year or a couple of years back. So, you know, he's a solid role player. He's a guy who's going to be in there five points, two assists a game. That's pretty much it there. Jerry Stackhouse, a guy I don't like at all, but the Mavericks like him, and he is a nice uh, scorer off the bench. Numbers have declined the last three years. Uh, he's missed games. He's you know He seems to have injury problems every year. But, yeah, the Mavericks love him. Never been a great three-point shooter, only 30%. Field goal percentage, yeah, mediocre, 40%. But, yeah, he went from 13 points a game to 12 points a game to 10 and a half the last three years. And uh, the one thing about Jason Terry, or Jerry Stackhouse, excuse me, is that he has accepted a backup role. Jason Terry was a backup for Harris a few years ago, or before that Harris was traded to the New Jersey Nets. Now, what's his role going to be with the Mavericks this year with Jason Kidd? Uh, probably more of the same. You might see a little bit of uh, Jason Terry and Jerry Stackhouse together. Have Terry be the shooting guard, of course, because he's not a major assist guy. That is the reason why he's not a really a main point guard. Uh, that's probably the best thing you could do with this team, I'd say. The guy is a scorer, but not a great scorer, about 15 and a half a game. He will make his shots, though, about a 38% three-point shooter, and his field goal percentage outstanding for someone his size, about 47%. This guy can make shots. Jet carry, a valuable asset to this team, as always, and the Mavericks should be right back in the playoffs again, though not sure exactly where, as uh, <laughs> this division is very, very tough. As the one team... That will not make the playoffs, and it will probably be a complete non-factor this year. Is the team the Timberwolves made a trade with on draft night. Yeah, there's a little guy named O.J. Mayo on this team, a guy by the name of Antoine Walker, Marco Yarich, Greg Buckner. You may have heard of them if you're a Timberwolves fan. Um, if you're not a Wolves fan, well, too bad. I'm going to say it anyway. But, <laughs> yeah, this, is a nice, this team has a nice young nucleus, though, for the future. You have Rudy Gay. You have Hakeem Warwick. Darko Milicic has had some solid improvement over the years. O.J. Mayo, absolutely a valuable individual. Um, they would have had Kevin Love, but they traded him. No, <laughs> Kyle Lowry is a solid backup point guard. Uh, it's guys like Yarich, pretty much, that need to go. And they will eventually. Antoine Walker is an expiring contract. You also had Mark Gasol. Mark Gasol, 
though it's really hard to say what his success will be in the pros. Uh, it really is. I have no really major prediction on what Marcus Gasol's career is going to be. Mike Conley is the other major piece. Had a pretty solid rookie year. A slow start, but as the year went on, his numbers improved dramatically. Averaged about 9.5 points, 4 assists a game. So not too bad for a guy that started out with much lower numbers, almost a virtual non-factor. As I said, Kyle Lowry, the other point guard. His numbers about the same. He is a second-year guy, and he was in rumored trades with the Memphis Grizzlies. He would have been a nice backup or even a starting point guard for the Wolves who could compete with Randy Foy. So he's still going to be on the Grizzlies. So they definitely will have depth of that position for many years if they keep Conley and Lowry together. O.J. Mayo has had a solid but uh, checkered, you know, inconsistent preseason. Uh, his shooting looks erratic at about 30, the upper 30% range. Uh, he shoots a lot, doesn't make everything, averages about averaging about 14 points a game in the preseason. The preseason isn't everything, but it does give you an indication of what you're going to get, and there's no doubt about it, especially for fantasy players who like to see how young players are going to do in the regular season because this is not the summer league where they're playing against players you'll never see. These are NBA players. So, uh, yeah, O.J. Mayo, I looked at him having a uh, up-and-down year, up-and-down start to his career. That may be why the Wolves are willing to trade him. We're just going to have to see. Rudy Gay, though, a absolute breakout year last year. As, uh, yeah, he started out his career averaging about 11 points a game. <laughs> Pretty much doubled it last year, 20 points a game. This guy has a chance to be an absolute star in this league. He is a player the Wolves could have taken over Randy Foy a few years back. There are some player, people that were complaining about that. Hard to say what's really going to happen, but right now Rudy Gay and Brandon Roy look like the better pick right now. And uh, that's just the way it's going to be. Hakeem Warwick is a guy people wanted over Rashad McCants. In 2005, as we continue to rehash what could have been, Hakeem Warwick has done nothing special, though, to be honest with you. Uh, 11 points, 5 rebounds a game. That's not that big a deal. Um, never really had a breakout year. Uh, two years ago, he was a little bit better than he was last year, uh, averaging 13 points, 5 rebounds. But this guy does not stand out to me as a major factor. He he's, he's a piece, but he that's that's probably all he's going to be a piece. Antoine Walker is merely there for an expiring contract. Just he's just going to play out his year. That's just the only reason he's there. May get traded to somebody. We'll see. Though I'm sure the Grizzlies don't care at this point. They're not trying to add uh, you know a, a veteran star to their roster. <laughs> you know, they're just going as is. They're looking to develop. I don't see Antoine Walker being a veteran presence in the locker room as he really wasn't that for the Wolves last year, though some people would mistakenly say he was. Nah. Marco Yarich, well, he was just part of the trade. He was just a sloppy seconds that the Grizzlies had to take on in order to get their guy, O.J. Mayo. So right now, the standings going into next year, for my prediction, are going to be New Orleans Hornets, uh, I'm going to reluctantly say Spurs second. I'm going to pretty much go with the exact same finishes last year. I know that's boring, but that's how it's right now. I see that's, that's how it's going to go. I'm going to go Hornets, Spurs, Rockets, Mavericks, and Memphis. It's just going to, I think you're going to see more of the same. As uh, there haven't been any major changes in this division. Memphis though, has a nice young nucleus, but they're not ready to compete. So that will be your Southwest Division Preview. 
We are going to quickly move into the next segment. We're going to talk a little Wolves news and do the newest poll. We'll be right back after this. Here on the sportstuff.com, we're toughing up on Brave the Wild with Paladino. Join me, Paladino, as we brave the Minnesota Wild Hockey Club on our way to the playoffs. We're available on the sportstuff.com and iTunes. The boogeyman, Derek Bugard, says you'd better listen or he just might drop the gloves. Call up your courage and brave the wild with your buddy, Paladino Joey. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. The previous commercial you heard was Brave the Wild. Hockey fans, we haven't forgotten about you. Do check it out, thesportstuff.com and iTunes, Brave the Wild, Minnesota Wild podcast. Now quickly, as uh, this show may be a little bit longer than some of the previous ones because there's just stuff to get into. Things are starting to heat up a little bit more, so bear with me. Um, First and foremost, the Timberwolves sign center, Pacers center, David Harrison. That is David Harrison. He is a center, seven foot, two hundred and eighty pounds. He adds size to the team, but uh, overall, well, he had some run-ins with his team in the past, complaining about playing time. Uh, he had an anti-drug thing when it came to smoking pot. He got suspended, suspended for five games for that. Um, was involved in the fight with the Pacers and the Detroit Pistons in his rookie season. He was drafted in 2004, first-round pick, 29th overall by the Pacers, who were a much better team back then than they are now. Uh, his numbers aren't horrible, but they're not great. His rookie year where it was his best numbers. Or, no, that wasn't his rookie year. But, uh, though his scoring was better in his rookie year, 6.1 points. The next year, 5.8, uh, about three rebounds the first year, four the second, and after that, the numbers decline. Three rebounds, or three points, two rebounds, and then four points, two rebounds. Last year, with the Pacers in 55 games, uh, hasn't been exactly what you'd call a first-round pick talent, but he's not a D-league talent either. He brings size to the team, and... Uh, We'll just have to see where that goes. The Wolves now have 19 players on the roster, have to be down to 15 before training camp. This, to me, this is mainly a sign that Rafael Arroyo is just not working out. And, uh, yeah, he's just probably not going to be on this team. Blake Adhern, or Ahern, as you'll hear in some of the games, did pretty good in the preseason, or at least in the most recent one. So that's really the main Wolves news. There haven't been any major injuries, thankfully. There have been three preseason games. Let's do a quick little run-through of these really quick. The Minnesota Timberwolves defeat the Milwaukee Bucks in a rout in the first game. On Monday, October 6th, Timberwolves win 117-79. This game was a complete blowout. Mike Miller shoots the lights out. He only shot the ball five times, made four of them, two of three from three-point range, 12.7 assists. Very good. Randy Foy not making me very excited. Not really. No, a four assists, three turnovers in 22 minutes, 11 points. Um, oh, well. Jefferson looking healthier than expected. 18 points in the game for him. Other than that, uh, the major thing of note was Rashad McCants had a coming-out party off the bench, and Kevin Love did as well. 
Uh, Rashad McCann's made 12, 10 of 12 free throws, 22 points. Fantastic. Kevin Love in his rookie game, 13 points, 5 rebounds. Not the worst, not bad. Not bad at all. 6 of 10 from the field. Nice start to his season. As quickly we go into the Oklahoma City, the worst uniforms, the worst team, the worst logo in the league. And, uh, yeah, this was just not the kind of game that excites anybody. McCants leading the Wolves in scoring again. Damian Wilkins with 19 off the badge. Those are the major things to note there. As that was just not an exciting game. Mike Miller leading the Wolves in assists again. How about that? Pretty interesting. Last night, the Wolves get destroyed by the Denver Nuggets. 118-95. Almost like the Milwaukee game. Not quite as bad. Randy Foy. 7 of 10, he was put at the two-guard spot in this particular game, and uh, he fared a little bit better than he has been of late. As uh, four assists, two turnovers, so you got to look at that part always with him. <laughs> uh, 7 of 13 from the floor, though, not bad, 16 points. Uh, Jefferson played a lot of minutes, only 5 of 12 from the floor, though he did pick up 11 rebounds. Him and Kevin Love, 11 rebounds apiece. Kevin Love's first start for the Wolves, well, not after a great start at all. He had defensive problems, definitely. And Coach Whitman in the paper today says the Wolves need that Kevin Love, I mean, and Al Jefferson need to get in better shape. Ouch. Ouch. Now, Jefferson's reason is for injury because he had to sit out for two weeks and let his knee heal. Kevin Love, well, what's his excuse? Yeah. My, the same excuse I have, them to being out of shape. No good excuse at all. <laughs> McCann's very limited as he hyperextended his elbow in this game. That's disappointing. He still managed to score eight points in four and a half minutes. Woo! McCants might be, his scoring is definitely going to increase this season. Chris Risher, what a, you know, I don't know what to think about this guy anymore. 14, in 14 minutes he managed to get two rebounds, but he did block two shots. That's the one good part, and picked up three fouls. Okay. Arroyo got one rebound in one minute. Yay. So I think he's gone. Rodney Carney, though, another kind of a bummer game for him. Twelve minutes, no points. He managed to pick up three rebounds at least. Okay. Uh, though the story of the game was Chris, or at least for the Wolves, Corey Brewer was outstanding. Outstanding. He at least got the Wolves back in the game, got them within 13 Five, yeah, he made 50% of his shots, 6 of 12, 4 of 5 from 3-point range. Corey Brewer hitting a 3-point shot. I hope he wasn't just lucky. I hope it wasn't just a hot game for him. Wouldn't that be nice if he can start making threes? Now, of course, nobody's going to expect anybody to make 4 of 5 all the time, but if he can start hitting the 3-point shot a little bit, hey, this could get real interesting real quick. Um, and that was only in 16 minutes, by the way, 18 points. But also, Adhern. Blake Adhern, the guy who was competing with Kevin Ollie for that third point guard spot, had a big game, and notice Kevin Ollie is not did not play at all in the game. Blake Adhern, 23 point uh, in 23 minutes, made three of seven three pointers, four of ten overall, 17 points, three assists, but unfortunately three turnovers. But that is the Wolves' motto. <laughs> the only point guard on this team that doesn't turn the ball over as much is Sebastian Telfair who had five assists, only one turnover, and got three steals. So, yeah, the old Telfer-Foy backcourt, not too bad, but the thing is, what a defensive nightmare with Telfer and Foy in the backcourt and then Jefferson and Love in the frontcourt. Oh, my God. And Corey Brewer not starting. Ryan Gomes had a pretty weak game, by the way, Twenty in about 23 minutes, six points, three of 11 from the floor. Mm, but Kevin Love, minus 26. Yeah, this was a defensive nightmare. 
I know the Nuggets can score, but yikes. <laughs> Pretty bad stuff, guys. Uh, hopefully that improves going into the regular season as we're about to conclude the show here pretty quick. Uh, we're going to get into the last week's poll here right now. Who wins the Southeast Division, Orlando, Atlanta, Washington, Miami, or Charlotte? Well, 71% of you took Orlando, 29% of you took Miami, and the others getting no votes at all. I understand why you wouldn't pick Charlotte or Washington Atlanta, or Atlanta. Uh, well, maybe Washington or Atlanta, but uh, Miami. Hmm. Some people out there think Miami's going to research that much. All right. We'll see. Orlando, though, yeah, that was my pick. Absolutely. My comment on here, I personally see Orlando getting it done again, being that they won by such a wide margin last year. But watch out for Miami and Atlanta, who, in my opinion, will be much improved this year. Cush responds with, I went, this is Brian Cush, host of Running with the Bulls, I went with Orlando after hearing the Gilbert Arenas was going to be out for two months. Yep, Gilbert Arenas always hurt, by the way. (laughs) Just seems like more of the same for Washington, more injuries. I agree with you very much on that. He thinks that Orlando is not going to win as many many games because the Southeast is overall better. Yeah, could be. I think the Heat will win way more games. I agree as well. And that, that, yep, Charlotte adding Larry Brown. Very good take there by Cush. I respond to him basically with what I just said, that I agree. Uh, Mavs fan comes in thinking that Miami will take the division this year. Other than Dwight, I think this Orlando team is a giant joke. As long as D-Wade is healthy, this team will be all right. Um... Orlando's okay. I mean, they at least got to the second round. They're not that bad, I guess. But, uh, yeah, they're probably, I mean, Orlando's not that great. No, they won 52 games last year. They weren't too great. Uh, D. Wayne Wade has a ring, and he earned it. So we'll see. I kind of almost, I mean, I would not mind seeing Miami or Atlanta winning that division. It would make things more interesting. Cool take, Mavs fan. Red Sten, there he is, the Spurs fan. Other than Dwight, you think Orlando is a joke? Ha! Your analysis is a joke. They've got two all-star caliber players in Turk and Lewis. Petrius is a good starter, as, yeah, he was added. He's a good starter at the two-spot, and Nelson is one of the better defensive point guards who can pass well and shoot well. They won, what, 52 games last season? How is that a joke? Anyway, my picks are Orlando, Washington, Charlotte, Atlanta, Miami. Hmm, so you think Charlotte's going to move up three points? Interesting. Uh, he thinks that Atlanta losing Childress is a lot bigger than people realize. We'll see. Uh, that's why we all have an opinion. We shall see. It'd be cool to see Charlotte, Michael Michael Jordan's team, move up. Um, Marcus the Forecaster is a huge Bobcats fan as well, though obviously Wolves fan first. So you think Miami's going to stay in last? Hmm, we'll see. Dave Eng, dang, Dave Eng, who, by the way, I was on his show, the Northwest Division Preview I was on his show to talk Timberwolves. Do check it out. Run and Gun Phoenix Suns. Run and Gun Phoenix Suns. Available on the sportsstuff.com and iTunes. I am on the last 20 minutes of the show. But obviously, listen to the whole show. Not just me, but just letting you know. Do check it out. You get to hear me on the other side of the mic and that bit. His comment is, I'm with most of you on Orlando at number one, but I still think the Wiz can finish second with the Hawks third. Red Stan, what the question mark? Uh Uh-oh. Charlotte at number three. You must really believe in Larry Brown. I hope they are right. Seeing Charlotte fighting for a playoff spot would be great. Yeah, that would be fun. Q Dizzle. If Charlotte are healthy and everyone else isn't, maybe. Mm -hmm. We shall see what happens. They kind of pretty much get into conversation after that. And that's cool, as they pretty much fight about Charlotte and such. 
And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for that poll. Orlando, the winner of the poll. Miami finishing in second, though, in the poll. So, we're, uh, yeah, we're going to see what happens. The newest poll will be who wins the Southwest Division, New Orleans, San Antonio, Houston, or Dallas. My pick is the New Orleans Hornets, as I mentioned. I think they have the most momentum going into this year. Of course, adding James Posey. Yeah, that's only going to help. San Antonio and Dallas are only older. And, of course, Houston is inconsistent. Memphis is too raw. So that is how things stand. That is how this show will stand. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening. Please tell a friend. And don't forget to check out my YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Paladin Joe, youtube.com forward slash Paladin Joe for Minnesota Viking videos, other like for Wolves videos and video game reviews. Do check it out. They are old school video games, mainly for comedy. Uh, yeah, check it out. My email is paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. Don't forget to check out Timberwolves Press and, of course, sign up for the boards here on thesportstuff.com. Thank, again, all of you for listening, and take care. We'll be back in a week. 